1: TNA Hall of Famer and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Bully Ray and I talk about one of the great tag teams right now and that's the Usos after what they did on SmackDown Friday night. They are the unified tag team champions. We'll get into that. And speaking of the bloodline, we get in the possibility of The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Sweet, sweet victory! As the Usos are now your unified tag—I don't even know if they're unified. I think they're both your Raw and SmackDown tag team champions.
4: Uh, wasn't it a unification match?
1: I don't. Yeah, is it? Yes, I believe it was unification. Right now, it's not. There's no longer. There you go. It is. They're the unified tag team champions. Thank you.
4: What a great piece of business last Friday night from beginning to end. The only thing that I would have liked to have seen happen differently is the Usos win with their tag team finisher, the one and done, which I believe is the greatest tag team finish in the history of tag team wrestling. Wow. Um, Yeah. One and done. Ah. What a phenomenal finish. Um, Tag team finish. Uh, I don't know if I loved the match more or the aftermath more. And I think I'm going to have to go with the aftermath. What happened after the Usos won the championship tag team championships with a little help, not from a friend, but from a family member. I get by with a little help from my friends. I get high with a little help from Roman Reigns. Um, The Usos absolutely decimated Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. And I loved the shots that the WWE was getting of the crowd, of the audience, the reactions, the the looks on people's faces, horror, children crying.
1: Yes. There was that one shot that I think is going to live for a long time of that young boy crying.
4: It's like uh, the one shot of the guy, uh, the African-American gentleman whose eyes were popping out of his head when the Undertaker uh, – when his streak ended the little girl with the mean look on her face when when she was watching the Miz and now the, the the kid crying when uh, RK bro uh, more specifically, Matt Riddle was getting destroyed great shots of the crowd. And when you're sitting at home and you see the crowd reacting that way, it makes it a lot more real, a lot more genuine. If you're sitting there and wondering, oh my God, are they okay? And then you see a little kid crying, you're going to be welled up with emotion also. You're going to look at this as real heat. And that's what they got afterwards. It was real heat. A phenomenal job by every performer in that ring. A phenomenal job by the WWE with all the camera shots. As, as good old JR would say, That's a good little piece of business, son. That's a good little piece of business, boys. And that's exactly what we got from the WWE last Friday night with the main event. We got a good little, if not great little piece of business between the Usos, RK Bro, and Roman Reigns.
1: And it reminded me, Bully, and I hate to compare, but it it reminded me of something. And it reminded me of the Four Horsemen in a lot of different ways. Why was the four four horsemen so significant? Because each member had a championship title. It's the same thing with the bloodline right now. The other thing is, is that whenever you saw whether it was, you know, Arn and Tully or whether it was Flair in the championship match, you would get a little help from friends and family in order to win the match. But it was more about what took place after the match. And it was just decimation. And that's exactly what happened on Friday night. With the Usos and Roman Reigns. Did they need to cheat to win? Up for debate. But they showed their power after the match. And that's why the bloodline is probably one of the best factions. That we've seen in a very, very long time bully. And it's always by the strength of their members. You know, when you think of the four horsemen. Yes, Arn and Tully. And whether it was Ole or Barry Windham. And J.J. Dillon off to the side. Like Paul Heyman. Each one was great, but it was all about who was your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and that was Ric Flair. It's all about Roman Reigns at this point. And I can't think of anybody bigger and more powerful in pro wrestling right now than Roman Reigns. There's no doubt about it. He is the guy. And when you think of the number one guy... There is nobody else but Roman Reigns. But the Usos now, this is where we got to give them their flowers, Bully, and you're the perfect host to be on to speak about this because you know tag team wrestling better than anybody else. The Usos now have to be regarded as one of the best tag teams ever. And I think they're showing it, and they definitely showed it on Friday night.
4: I um, I, I think the Usos are up to eight or nine tag team championships in the wwe so they're either tied with the dudleys or right below the dudleys uh, obviously with the new day holding the record at 10 the uh, i'm very happy and proud of the new day for uh, being able to break the dudleys record but the new day aren't the same type of uber traditional tag team that the usos were I would like to see the Usos break the New Day's record and become the most decorated tag team in the history of the WWE. And one of the topics that I also wanted to talk to you today, Dave, um, is business, the business of the wrestling business. We're talking about how this is all about Roman Reigns and all about the bloodline. Somebody on social media had asked me about how could they put the – tag team championships all of the tag team championships on the usos when naomi just walked out and naomi being married to is it jimmy uso yes and being married to jimmy like how come there's no repercussions on jimmy uso for what happened with naomi and the walkout the reason is this is business and one thing has nothing to do with the other the usos holding the Unified World Tag Team Championships and standing side-by-side with Roman Reigns means a lot more to the WWE right now than the Women's Tag Team Championships. The Women's Tag Team Championships are not a focal point of the WWE right now. Maybe they were when they were first invented and we got the first set of Champions crowned, but as of right now, they're not a focal point. Sasha and Naomi thought differently, did what they felt they needed to do to prove a point. However, the WWE Vince McMahon creative is not going to sit there and say, we're going to punish the Usos. Because Jimmy's wife walked out. Hell no, because then you'd be punishing Roman Reigns, the bloodline, Paul Heyman, the entire act and the number one act in pro wrestling right now, probably delivering the highest numbers across the board. You're never going to sacrifice that. And this is where Vince is excellent at separating business. He's not going to punish one person in this situation. And you've heard me talk on the phone, uh, not on the phone. You've heard me talk on this show before about how if they want to get you, sometimes they don't get you. They get the family member, right? Yeah. Not in this case. This is the Roman Reigns show. The Usos are connected at the hip with Roman Reigns. They're not going to do anything to screw up. This storyline, this situation, this scenario, this moneymaker heading into WrestleMania of next year.
1: Yeah. And it's and and we're going to talk a lot today about WrestleMania next year, because there's a lot of rumor and innuendo about what's going to take place out in L.A. for WrestleMania. But you're right, Bully. They unified these titles for a reason. And I'm not just talking about the tag titles, but I'm talking about the Universal and WWE Championship. Bully, so many times you have come on this show and said, they need to unify these titles. Having these separate titles makes no sense. It waters the championships down. But they didn't do it. But they're doing it now, and it's the same thing with these tag team championships. This is all for a reason. Because right now, Bully, when you think of the WWE, you think of the Bloodline. And just like in the NWA, 35 years ago, you thought of the Four Horsemen. Right now, it's about Roman Reigns and the Usos, and oh yeah, Paul Heyman.
2: This is Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of Black Diamonds, a Serious XM original
4: podcast. Right now, we're telling the story of the team Buck O'Neill called his favorite of all time, the 1942 Kansas City Monarch, with a special appearance from Kansas City baseball legend Frank White.
2: Every time they stepped on the field, they probably thought they were going to win.
4: Don't miss Black Diamond. Available now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash open. That's mintmobile.com slash open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Speaking of the best ever, Roman Reigns, who is your unified champion, who is The number one guy in the WWE, I think it's safe to say, the number one guy in all of pro wrestling right now. And we talk about the bloodline, Bully, and we talk about where this is leading. Now, this is just speculation, rumor, and innuendo. We don't do spoilers here on Busted Open, but we'll talk about something to death. And we have talked a lot about Roman Reigns. Now, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer said, hey, you know what? They did a little digging. You know what I'm saying? Now, sometimes they do digging with a shovel and sometimes they do it with their hands. But they said that the first quarter of 2023, Bully, as of right now, The Rock's schedule is wide open. He has no movies scheduled to fi- be filmed the first part of 2023. So what does that mean? That means that The Rock would be available for WrestleMania. And also would be available for the rumble bully. now we have talked about this, and i i don't I don't think this is by any you know a crazy stretch of the imagination bully because when the bloodline first formed, we all said, and we've talked a lot about it, this has to lead to Roman reigns and the rock now the rock has. His own sitcom right now. It's the number one sitcom on NBC. Just got renewed for season three. A few weeks back, you know, there was a clip of back in the day when Roman Reigns was in The Rock's home. And the, the Roman Reigns is like, come on, acknowledge me. He wanted to wrestle. And he said, I'm sorry, little buddy. But that could only happen at WrestleMania. And everybody talked about it. That's that was a little bit of a hint right there but bully this has to lead to Roman the Rock and when i say it has to lead to Roman and Rock it has to lead to Roman and Rock at next year's WrestleMania
4: <clears throat> if you believe the reports and the rock is truly available for the first quarter of 2023 it gives the WWE a great surprise at the Rumble if they wanted to use it. The Rock shows up, and that's not a force fit. We've seen plenty of people come back as surprises and enter the Rumble and win the Rumble. The Rock would be one hell of a surprise. Now, do you advertise him for the Rumble? Or would you keep him as a surprise?
1: I would keep him as a surprise. I would okay. not advertise him at the Rumble because, because Bully, in the in the world of pro wrestling, you know, you want the element of surprise. How Bully? I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin had a match at this year's WrestleMania and they didn't announce it until WrestleMania. You and I did shows and, and Bully, you said it. And I completely agree with you. If you're going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the ring, you announced that. You say Stone Cold Steve Austin is having his first match in years. But they didn't do that. And you know what? They had over 75,000 at WrestleMania night one and night number two. You know what? You don't announce that The Rock is coming back. He's a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble.
4: Rock comes back, wins the Rumble, gets his shot at Mania. It's pretty simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Slow and steady wins the race, win the Rumble, build, build, build to mania um yeah i mean i don't see any other way and i would love to see the rumble this year come down to some real heavy hitters like the last four in the ring maybe the rock brock lesnar randy orton some real strong talent coming down where it's like Yeah. Where it's like, wow, anybody could win this one. Any one of these last three or four men could main event WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. But, yeah, if his if his uh, calendar, if the Rock's calendar is free for the first quarter of 2023, hopefully the WWE is going to maximize that and milk everything that they can out of the Rock for a huge WrestleMania next year.
1: Now, Bully, the only who, who else is there? I mean, it really comes to the point of, like, who else is there? You know, Roman has kind of knocked everybody down. And the only name out there right now that, you know, I'm buying a ticket for to see in that ring with Roman Reigns, obviously things can change, stories can change, and my and I can think differently, is Cody. You know, we haven't talked a lot about Cody the last week because all the news that was happening with Sasha and Naomi. But Cody Bully. Think about it. A couple Mondays ago, they had their biggest third hour number in, like, forever. As a matter of fact, it was probably the first time in years that the highest rated hour was the third hour of Monday Night Raw. Why? Because they did something that they usually don't do. They announced a match for a certain time. That time was 10 o'clock, and that match was Cody rhodes and Seth Rollins, and it did a monster number for Monday Night Raw. How did they follow that up, Bully? They followed it up with the Cody clock. They actually had a Cody clock to do the countdown of not a match, but just Cody appearing on TV. Bully, I don't I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying this. Right now, Cody Rhodes is the face of Monday Night Raw.
4: They're doing a good job with Cody. Last week on the show, I said that when whenever they utilize Cody, I'd like to see them do it once a night. And I think that they're doing a good job with it. A lot of pressure on Cody Rhodes with that Cody clock, that Cody countdown, because they're telling you at home, Cody's coming on at this time. He is directly responsible for that minute by minute or that quarter hour uh rating depending on how long is on tv it can go really really well it can go really really bad for Cody right now and the WWE it's going really well send Cody out there once a night get the people pumped for him I think when you do that countdown people get excited to see you they get excited to see you thus the pop is going to get bigger when when he comes out I still would love to see Cody kind of dumb it down just a little bit. And when I say dumb it down, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to wrestling fans as if wrestling fans are dumb. I'm just saying that there's a lot of kids out there. You don't want to be using words that are so big kids don't understand. I'd like to see Cody loosen up just a little bit. I mean, he looks so perfect and polished in the three piece suit and the tie and the pin and the the pocket square and the perfect speech and everything just I know you're not dusty, nor am I asking you to be dusty. But man, like just just a little that's just my own personal opinion. I love the suit. Maybe just oh, oh, oh you know, an open college shirt, no tie, maybe a little bit more c- common speak with the people. But whatever they're doing with Cody right now is working. It's going well.
1: You know what, Bully? I'm I'm gonna kind of a disagree with you on this one, and here's why. Like Co- I I don't know if that's Cody. like Cody, I don't I don't know if that's Cody's personality. I think what we're seeing from Cody is who Cody Rhodes is and and bully, it's working. Like they need that WWE needs that right now. The WWE needs somebody that's going to be a formidable op- opponent for Roman reigns. Now if if it goes the way that it's gonna go and and I really do feel like at next year's WrestleMania, we're gonna see Roman against the rock if that does happen bully where does that leave Cody because if you have Cody at Roman at SummerSlam is it almost like I don't want to say throwaway because that's 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 too strong of a term but if you know the end game is the rock and Roman does that kind of hurt whatever series of matches you have leading to rock and Roman at WrestleMania
4: we're assuming it's going to be Cody and Roman at SummerSlam. I think we can, would you say Cody winning money in the bank would be the right way to go? Yes. Okay. Cody wins money in the bank. Here's the hard part to figure out, nor do I want to spend too much time trying to figure it out. Um, the, uh, um, we, we, It's almost a guarantee or as much of a guarantee as we can hypothesize that it's going to be rock and, uh, Roman at WrestleMania. Cody has already come out and kind of promised that he was going to chase down that championship that his father could never win. There's two, that's a heavy hitting story right there that I believe you have to pay off at some, at some point in time, Yeah. when do they pay it off? Do they save it for post 2023? I mean, fine. You could have Cody chasing, chasing and chasing and coming up short. And then after, you know, WrestleMania of next year, possibly kick that story back in, but that's a long time to go. That's a lot of ground to cover. Cody with the money in the bank. Good idea. I don't, I wouldn't want to see Cody hypothetical situation. Uh, Roman beats rock at WrestleMania. Cody cashed in his money in the bank on Roman at WrestleMania and win. Is that the way you want to see Cody win the world heavyweight championship?
1: No, that it, it doesn't, it doesn't follow along with the story at all.
4: No, you, you, you can't win a championship that way. You have to chase, you have to bleed, you have to sweat, you have to cry to get to that championship so that when you finally win that championship, it means something to you. But most importantly, it means something to the memory of your dad and the championship that he could not win on his old own, despite having a picture of himself on the mantelpiece holding that championship. A lot of different ways to go. A lot of pressure on Cody, but he's been stepping up to the plate. He's been delivering. I've been more of a fan of his matches than his promos, only because I feel like he can just kind of scale it back with the big Cody words and the Cody look. Um, there's a reason why stone cold Steve Austin got so over, you know, he dressed in, you know, jean shorts, a t-shirt drank beer and flipped everybody off. I'm not asking Cody Rhodes to do that in any way, shape or form. I'm just asking him to I, not even asking him. I'm not asking him to do anything personally, as a fan of Cody, I would just like to see him scale it back a touch.
1: Now, if, if, the, if we didn't have just one world champion bully, if these championships weren't unified, It would almost be a guarantee at some point, Cody was going to win a WWE championship, but it's not a guarantee. Not when it's being held by Roman Reigns. Like I I can't see a scenario bully where Cody would win the WWE championship. I really don't. I mean, that would be tough because you would be killing the momentum of Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. Even if Roman was to lose the title to Cody and the next night on raw, was to win it back, it would severely, in my opinion, hurt the momentum of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has got to be dominant. But also, too, this is going to be a Brock Lesnar situation. And what I mean by that is that I don't think you're going to see Roman Reigns defending this title every pay-per-view. The next pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell in June. I don't think we're seeing Roman Reigns defending that championship at Hell in a Cell. Probably the next time we see Roman Reigns defend that championship it might be at SummerSlam I know that sounds crazy but that's kind of what we saw from Brock Lesnar I think Roman is at that point in his career bully where he is on a Brock Lesnar type schedule where it's like you're only going to see him defend those title on major pay-per-views
4: I understand I would love to see him defend it once every 30 days I would love to see Roman defending his championship at least once a month on on Raw or SmackDown. Um, It's going to give him more credibility, but I also understand that they're trying to get as much out of him as possible. Longevity. I'm all about the, the WWE and pro wrestling sticking to the rules that they've set forth hundreds of years ago, where the champion must defend his you know, championship once every 30 days. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if Roman is wrestling once or twice, I mean, I understand that he's on house shows also, but it's a lot, you know, you, on house shows, you can, you can work around a lot of things. You can be more of on the entertainment side. Um, uh, I, I'd love to see some championship matches on, on raw and SmackDown and then, and then defend it on a pay-per-view or a bigger pay-per-view. That's just me personally.
1: because well, I look at it right now, bully. I, I don't even see an opponent for Roman Reigns at hell in a cell.
4: Ro- it's At hell in a cell. No, no. Who
1: do you plug in there this quickly? How far off are we from a cell? I, I, we're just a couple of weeks, hell in a cell. Let me just double check the date. Hell in a Cell is June fifth, so there isn't even a story right now with Roman and anybody that you. Yeah, so we might not see Uh, Seth and Cody might be the main event of that one. I think it might. As a matter of
4: fact, I think Cody
1: is on the big giant poster for Hell in a Cell right now. There's, by the way, uh, Hell in a Cell is on on June fifth. We're nearing the end of May right now. There's only two matches signed for Hell in a Cell. It's Cody and Seth in a Hell in a Cell match. And you have Bianca Belair and Asuka in uh, for the Royal Women's Championship. Yeah, um, we're less than two weeks away from Hell in a Cell. Less you you can't you can't fit anybody
4: in there. I mean, y- even the Usos. I mean, who, who would they who would they be working with? I mean, yeah, you could get you could get them a match in two weeks. That's pretty easy. I mean, but as could, far as yeah. Roman is concerned, I don't see I don't need to see Roman defending it at Hell in a Cell if there's not a strong opponent that they could build in two weeks.
1: Yeah, I I think like like we heard him say in Trenton. I don't think we're gonna see a lot of Roman Reigns actually defending that championship on WWE program.
0: Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here deep in the NFL offseason now, which means the news cycle slowed down a little bit, but we've still got lots to talk about on my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. In fact, I actually love this part of the offseason because there's time to talk to people who impact the NFL without having to chase whatever's happening that week. We love to get into the weeds and we will be doing that weekly. New episodes out every Thursday designed to make you and me smarter football fans. So listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts.
1: a lot about the bloodline on today's show. The Usos, your new unified tag team champions. Roman, obviously the champion in the WWE. We talked a lot about Cody as well being the face of Monday Night Raw. Bully, are you ready to go out to the Busted Open Nation? Yes, let's All go. All right, thank you. Let's go out to Alden in North Carolina. Alden, what's going on, buddy?
2: Hey, Dave. Hey, buddy. Uh, I just want to say, uh, it's an honor to actually be on here for the first time and talk. Um, I've been All right, well, thank weeks.
1: you for calling in for a first time, Alden. We
2: appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. Um, growing up, I've, I've watched wrestling ever since 1986, the day I was born. And one thing um, I can say for me personally is that I feel that tag team wrestling is the backbone of professional wrestling. And over the course of 10 years, one thing I can say is that WWE is kind of like using tag team wrestling as a wild card when things tend to go stale. So my question to Bubba, who's a tag team specialist, um, what do you think WWE can do to kind of revamp the tag team division to what it used to be?
4: The WWE is never going to revamp a division that they've never truly vamped up in the first place. The only time you'll ever see tag teams flourish in the WWE is when a couple of teams can come together and actually generate interest and money. The WWE is notorious for taking traditional tag teams and kind of letting them sit on the back burner unless for some reason these traditional tag teams truly hit. If you go back into the mid 80s, there were a lot of traditional tag teams that hit and had chemistry with one another obviously late seventies, a lot of traditional tag teams that hit had chemistry with each other attitude era, a couple of teams, a lot of teams that hit and had chemistry with each other lately, not as much. The WWE and Vince McMahon has always looked at tag team wrestling as something different than singles. It's always been about the singles matches. That's where it's Uh, That's where the big money has been. And unless they're putting, you know, like the Rock and Sock connection together or a Steve Austin and a Mick Foley together, you'll never see tag teams at the true top main event spot. Every once in a while, a couple of traditional tag teams can main event shows. I'm proud to say that I was a part of one of those tag teams that were given the opportunity to main event some wwe shows as far as them revamping i think you're gonna this is the most amount of focus and revamping you're going to see rk bro usos um hopefully the street profits are going to be bumped up maybe dominic and ray but other than that there's not a ton of teams there teams that can you know main event or, or or semi main event. There are a handful, but not as much as there used to be. I think we're gonna st- I think we're seeing the most from tag teams in the WWE that you're gonna see moving forward.
1: And this is an opportunity to elevate the tag teams. This is an, a, an opportunity to elevate the United States championship and the intercontinental championship. If Roman is not gonna be somebody who's defending this title a lot, and I don't think he will, bully, this is an opportunity to elevate those other titles. Uh, hopefully, I I don't know, like... Okay, who's your IC champ right now? Forgot. Right now, it's, uh... Right now, it's, uh, Ricochet. Okay. How's he doing? He's kind of just there. Uh, now, they've done a good job with Theory, but I think they could do that a little bit more. But, but, but right now, Roman and, and the Usos, even though Roman's not really wrestling, they're dominating SmackDown programming. I mean, you're almost guaranteed to see a lot of Roman and the Usos on Fridays. Maybe that changes during the course of the summer. Here's the thing
4: about the IC championship and the U.S. championship. I don't know what they are anymore. I don't know why I should care about these championships anymore. I don't get it. Normally, the the, the man or the woman makes the championship or the championship makes the man or or the woman. Let's take the Intercontinental Championship, which is supposed to be the second most important championship in the WWE, correct? Yes. What is that championship doing for Ricochet, or what is Ricochet doing for that championship?
1: Nothing. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a nice little blip on the radar for Ricochet, who wasn't really doing anything at all. You know, you could say the same thing before him, Nakamura. You know, Nakamura, I thought was doing more when he wasn't the Intercontinental Champion until he actually became the Intercontinental Champion because it was actually a step down for him. Here's somebody that was one of the best matches at WrestleMania. Being part of a secondary title. But what I'm saying, this is the opportunity to elevate those championships. You don't have, you know, you just cut down on championship titles. We have one unified tag team champion, we have one unified world champion. You know, we're going to see what's going to take place with the women's tag team championships. WWE right now has less titles than they have in the last decade. So now's an opportunity to elevate what few championships they actually have.
4: When it comes to secondary championships, I think AEW is getting it right with their TNT championship.
1: Yeah. I I,
4: I I, don't like I'm in, invested in interest in that championship because the amount of time it's changed hands, what it's doing to help elevate guys uh, give us interesting matches. I just don't get it with the IC championship and the United States championship. The last time the U S championship to me mattered was when John Cena was doing the open challenge. That's why I think they should get rid of these And I know they're never going to get rid of the IC championship. I know they're never going to get to the U S championship and maybe they should, but I would love to see them do what I've been talking about for a while. Now, the iron horse, iron man, iron woman championship, a wrestler that wrestles every single week on raw, and SmackDown. <clears throat> Back in the day, when I originally thought of this, I said wrestle on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. Obviously, NXT now being a definitive, definitive developmental brand. I'll take NXT out of the equation. I want to see this person wrestle on Raw or SmackDown. You know who would be a great workhorse champion? A guy like a Champa, a guy like a Ricochet. Guys that can go out there every single night and have great, great, matches on television who are you i'm not the world champion but i'm the best wrestler for any given 15 minutes on television that's what that championship represents love to see them do something like that
1: and and they could do that bully with the intercontinental title and the u.s title and here's why you're not going to see a world championship defended on tv So if you're going to see a championship defended, it's going to be the United States Championship on Raw and the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown. Like, that's something that's going to be must-see TV if done the right way. So to your point, that Iron Horse Championship could be those two titles for those individual shows. How? By being defended each and every week on TV. But the championships have been so watered down, I don't know what they are anymore but they could build it back up again. It doesn't need really? to be as watered down.
4: I'm sorry, Dave, I just don't agree with that. I think the, I think the introduction of a new championship or maybe get rid of one, which which you're never going to do. You and then you're just yeah. introducing a new championship that um uh, you know, you you you're just watering down the amount of championships you have. I don't know. I just personally, I don't know what these championships mean. I don't know why I should care. I don't know why I should care who's holding them. Although, theory is on his way.
1: Busted Open is part of the Serious XM Sports podcast network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Balon. Special thanks. The Serious XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and Serious XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas.
2: Serious XM Podcasts.
3: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So,